late night boys, skate night boys, doing kick flips on your airwaves, um, and other skateboard tricks. Yeah, like the the sick McNally shove it, pop shove it to a, a McMellon twist right into a Christ air into a 720 BS fake it jump nolly wow someone's played a lot of skateboarding video <laughs> games <laughs> I know all the lingo it's the pod people we're back to uh dribble our sultry thoughts right into your wet ear holes um I'm the not so slender man Matisse Van Rossum and I am your oh so slender boy Ben Sheets. You know, I was thinking that if we were to perform some kind of Dragon Ball Z style fusion dance, um, we would probably just turn into the Slender Man. Yeah. With with, yeah. with my height and your spindly frame, I think we've we've got that shit on lock. Um <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z, and I've I've figured out the motions, and I think if we get it just right, we can uh, begin to terrify the children on the internet. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw this video from this kid, Jalen, and uh, he oh, taught me... Oh, is that the me, kid who went Super Saiyan? He taught me how to go Super Saiyan. That's so. truly impressive. Like, he's, <laughs> he's an icon. In case you hadn't guessed, we're here to talk about The Slender Man, kind of. One of my qualifiers for films that I don't really like on this show so far has been, well, it's a film, but I don't even think that I can say that about The Slender Man. It's not a film. It it's is... a collection of images and sounds that people spent money to put together and then somehow made it into the theater. It's a uh, a thing that's shown at the theaters. Yeah. Yeah, you can pay um, money and go see it on the big screen, but it's not a film by any means. Please don't spend money. <laughs> oh my god, don't spend please, money on this. Uh We told MoviePass we were going to see Christopher Robin and then use their money to go see The Slender Man. <laughs> yeah, MoviePass is fucking up lately. Making it extra limited to see what you want to see, which is a bummer, because I want my movies now. I want my video now. Yeah, MoviePass is, is barely worth it anymore. Well, let's not have two discussions of MoviePass in a row. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about The Slender Man. Uh, well... I think what what a large majority of this episode is going to be is not a discussion of this specific movie, but kind of the cultural impact of the Slenderman mythos and why this movie is about ten years too late coming out. Yeah, I was about to say something. Similar. Maybe not. You know, maybe not like that this much, movie like is like seven or eight years. At least. Seven eight years late, something like that, and like it feels weirdly timed. Just a couple of years ago, there was that stabbing in Kenosha or Waukesha. Waukesha. Yeah, it was in um, Waukesha. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty big news uh, in, in Waukesha, about 30 minutes outside of where we lived in Milwaukee. Um, two young girls lured their friend into the forest and uh, 
nearly killed her by stabbing her a bunch uh, as as a sacrifice to the Slender Man, who they believed was real. And there is actually a really, really solid documentary about that case that HBO did uh, a couple of years ago called Beware the Slender Man. And I'd say if you're going to consume any Slender Man-related content outside of just uh, the creepypasta, then that's where you should go and not this movie. Yeah, well, the interesting thing about... The documentary, I want to talk about it a little bit before we get too in-depth with this movie, because I see a, a few parallels besides, obviously, Slenderman. The, one of the big things they talk about in the documentary is uh, the idea of memes, in a way, about how ideas and stuff are spread through the internet. Yeah, and, and how they sort of take infectious. a life on their own. Yeah. And that kind of plays in with the Slenderman mythos of him, like, infecting you with the the concept of him. Right, a kind um, of, like, knowing about him makes you susceptible to him kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, the idea presented in the documentary is really uh, pretty captivating, but when it's done in the movie Slenderman, it's very sloppy. Well, the thing the thing about this this concept in general is what makes Slenderman so scary or the idea of Slenderman is how little you actually know about Slenderman and sort of the the subtlety and mysterious nature of it, which is why the the meme took off so hard as it did with people photoshopping Slender Man into these, like, old photographs. And it's like, okay, like, when you look at a picture, sure, it might be creepy, and, you know, you can sort of spend a long time developing your own ideas about what you find creepy but when you remove that subtlety and try to explain things too much then it loses its effectiveness because really all it is is a, a very tall man in a suit who doesn't have a face like it's kind of it's the kind of thing that is perfectly suited for a photographic internet format and not much else yeah well in the movie they talk about how if you see look into slender men's face or whatever you're infected uh and they, they say it's, about- it's like a virus but a computer virus as if like that's any as if a computer a- is not just an electronic human brain like well, at the end of the movie, they have this whole spiel about how Slenderman spreads on the internet like a virus, and he infects your brain, and they do this whole speech, and it's like they're literally just defining a meme. They're trying to make it creepy, but what they say is just the definition of a meme. Yeah. Something that spreads on the internet, that takes on a life of its own, that different people provide their own interpretations and iterations of. So the movie loosely follows a group of four high school girls who uh, one night at a get-together while one of their dads is, like, drunkenly asleep. 
upstairs, they decide to watch a video online that summons the Slenderman. Well, that's that's a, an excellent segue into one of the biggest problems with this movie is that there are no discernible rules uh, for the universe or for the villain. Um something that's essential in a horror film in terms of structure where there's a supernatural villain is there has to be rules. You have to know when to be scared for the characters and when not to be, when they're in danger, such and such. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's basic, but this film has none of that. There are no rules. There is no motivation. They they literally summon Slenderman by watching a YouTube video. But I mean, Matisse, the obvious rule is don't go to fear.com.com and watch the Slenderman video on there. <laughs> the website did look a lot like fear.com, <laughs> yeah. didn't it? Um the fact that they summon Slenderman just by watching a YouTube video is baffling. Baffling. Totally <laughs> preposterous. They're hanging out in a sleepover watching porn as a group, which, first of all, is weird. I don't care what age you are. Also, we have to consider that this was like a 50-year-old grown man writing all this dialogue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's typical in horror movies like this where your protagonists are teens and the writer is an old man who doesn't know how teen, who but, only thinks he knows how teens talk. That That's like one the of the... the fact that he wrote them all watching porn is really creepy. creepy when you think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. But they... They then talk about uh, this group of boys that they're into who are also having a sleepover that night and how they're trying to summon Slender Man. And that's the catalyst for this whole thing is like, what's the Slender Man? The Slender Man is a spooky internet ghost who does things to people for some reason let's watch this youtube video that we found by googling and then you summon the slender man i guess by watching a video and closing your eyes and listening to a bell a really bad bell sound effect that's like a motif in this movie is like whenever slender man is around there's like three chimes of a bell but they like pitch the bell sound down to make it spooky. It just sounds really artificial and, like, bad, honestly. Oh, it sounds terrible. Okay, so Slender Man was created in 2009 on a... Something awful. On something awful, um, which is a, a subreddit, right? No, something awful was, like, the OG Reddit in a lot of ways. It was a forum, um, one of the biggest fo trafficked forums in the early internet, mid-2000s era. Okay, yeah. Um, it, in the past decade, it's become, like, private, so you have to pay to use it, which That's is no why good. it's uh, not as big as it used to be, but for... The longest time it was the biggest, like, forum on the internet. Right. Well, uh, and it started by uh, a user, uh, Eric Knudsen, his username was Victor Surge. 
Um, and uh, it was just a series of, like we said, uh, photoshopped images with this strange figure in them with sort of weird, obscure descriptions on them and it took off like wildfire and quickly became one of the most talked about things on the internet um i remember being very into uh the slender man mythos yeah. like my junior and senior year of high school 2011 2012 i would say that the two biggest things that popularized slender man uh, besides, you know, creepy pastas online and whatnot, would be Marvel Hornets. Yes, um, which we'll talk about. Yes, and the game Slender. Yes, which uh, came after Marble Hornets. Yes, heavily inspired. Marble Hornets was a YouTube series by a couple of film students, uh, found footage style. Um, involving Slender Man. Marble Hornets is probably what got me into Slender Man. Um, I used to watch it religiously. Uh, me and all my friends did. Like, it was a, a constant point of conversation. Um, and after watching this movie, I watched through about half of the first season of Marble Hornets just to see how it holds up years later. And I mean, obviously, there, you know, it, it it's different based on the the context of Slender Man in 2018. But I think as 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 a storytelling device, the way they do it, and a, as a horror series, it still holds up pretty well. And I I think that's because of. Uh, their use of subtlety. The acting is not good, but the way that they sort of uh, carry the horror and present it in, a, in an extremely subtle, mysterious way, I think is very conducive to the mythos, and that's what makes it work. Because they they provide eeriness without over-explaining. The Slender Man, the movie, follows your typical horror arc of spooky things start happening, people start investigating, exposition, 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 climax. But so much was clearly cut out of this movie that narratively it's completely incoherent. It's weird that they released it, honestly, because you could tell they cut a lot to get down to a PG-13. Yeah, you I think... can... It's obvious that they got cold feet um, after the completion of the film, even after they released the trailer, because I remember when the trailer dropped several months ago, and I watched it, and I would say probably 50% of of the stuff that you see in the trailer is not in the film at all. Well, it's funny because I feel like they got cold feet in part because of the stabbing. But at the same time, they responded to that by putting it down to a PG-13, so I guess more kids can see it. Which is weird. Like, I don't know why like, you want this audience like you want the audience for this film to be a younger audience, maybe because younger people are easily scared by shit like this. There was lots of controversy around its release because 
the the father of the girl who was stabbed in Waukesha um, started sort of a movement against it, released a statement about uh, the insensitivity of releasing a movie like this on the heels of uh, of a real-life crime uh, and calling it exploitative and shit like that. And I think that that is heavily the reason why Sony kind of chickened out because they – there was no marketing for this whatsoever aside from the single trailer that I saw on social media, but there were no trailers for this in the theaters before any other movie. Uh, there weren't advertisements on television. Uh, there weren't posters or anything. There was zero publicity around this release and they didn't even, uh, show it in a something like 30 mile radius of Waukesha. Like they, they wouldn't put it in any of those theaters because they thought it would, it would hit too close to home. I mean, I think you're being a little lenient on what might happen if they wouldn't have cut it, because I think even if they kept it, in the R-rated form it was originally in, most likely, it would have still been shit. I, know, I don't I think, think you it, can save a turd like this. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you 100%, but uh, I, I don't think it would have been a good film had it maintained the original R-rating, but it might have been at least more coherent. Um, and, I mean, coherence is not synonymous with... with good quality by any means, but coherence implies, uh, an arc that you can follow that you actually know what's happening. And that's something that this movie doesn't have. It's like the definition of a chore to watch. We were like 30 minutes into this movie and it felt like we had been watching it for well over an hour. It was so, so dull and not bad in a fun way. Like, listeners of the show know that we love horror schlock, and there's very, very little schlock in this movie. Like, I can I can enjoy a bad horror film if it's at least funny, but this is just so dull and has such uninteresting characters that have no sort of development and the motivations and uh, rules for the villain are completely non-existent. They talk about uh, uh, the Slender Man. Some people who see him come back crazy. Uh, some people he takes. Uh, and some people die for some reason. Like, the... the what the what the monster does to people is not even clear in this movie. No. Well, so the the first girl in the group, you know, kind of wanders out into the forest, and that's kind of what sets everything in motion. And it's a big deal; they can't find her. They're, you know, they think she's been kidnapped. Search parties, everything, whatnot. Her uh, dad is like a drunk. They they established that earlier in the movie. Yeah, she becomes and, obsessed with Slenderman because her life sucks and he wants 
or she wants him to take her somewhere else. Which doesn't really make sense with no, the, uh, absolutely oh, not. the boys are watching this. Let's do this. No, like she, we see that she's obviously the most affected by the video and she's the one who falls under Slenderman's sway in the first place. But it's like her only motivation for that is I want to get out of my shitty life and away from my shitty alcoholic father. So yeah, just let me let some internet demon take me to forest hell or whatever. Like that makes a whole lot of sense. But my favorite part was her dad was like a drunk and like after she had disappeared, she shows up at one of the girls oh yeah the dad house. the dad shows up at one of her friends' houses and breaks in and borderline like, assaults this like thirteen year old girl until the cops are called on him. Yeah, and what makes that whole thing even more baffling is we we both said while we were watching the movie like this is never going to be mentioned again, but. What we didn't expect is almost immediately afterward, they decide to break into his house. Well, that's the thing. Okay, so he gets, like, arrested and taken away by the cops. And just immediately in the next scene, he's free and in a drunken stupor at his house. Right. They decide to break into his house to look for clues in their friend's bedroom or something. The way they break in, though, is they see that he's asleep, and they mention that they always keep the back door unlocked. Right. So they have a couple of them go to the back door, but for some reason, they have one of the girls knock the on door the door and knock on the door and wake him up to distract him. They make this big deal about, oh yeah, he's asleep. The back door is unlocked. We can get in easily. But then for some reason, they wake him up to distract him. Like it's just one of so many bafflingly confusing things about this movie there's just so little logic to anything that happens and there's not even like an established main character the girl from wish upon and the conjuring is in it and it seems like she's gonna be the main character but then the other girl is the main character or something and oh my god i Honestly, talking about this movie is really, really difficult because there's so little to say aside from how boring and nonsensical it is. Well, they decide, uh, you know, the way they get their friend back is by summoning the Slenderman a second time. This time, instead of by watching the video again, they're going to go out into the middle of the woods at night and destroy something they love. Oh, yeah, because they get on the the kidnapped girl's laptop and find that she's been on, like, AIM or something, chatting to this random person about Slender Man, and uh, this person tells them, like, oh, if you want your friend back, you have to go out into the woods and sacrifice something you love, and he'll give her back or whatever. So they go out into the woods and, like, one of them smashes, like, a clay mug she made in pottery, and this other girl has, like, a picture of her dad, and then the main character has a a blanket that her grandma made when she was, like, dying of cancer or whatever, 
and then they all sit in a circle with blindfolds on and wish upon girl is like oh whatever you do don't look slender man in the face or you're gonna go crazy or whatever and what does one of the friends do as soon as she starts hearing sounds <laughs> immediately. immediately take her blindfold off and look right into slender man's face for absolutely no reason whatsoever and then she goes crazy and then just disappears from the movie well yeah that's one of my favorite parts so the the first girl that disappears they make such an emphasis on the friends you know being worried and uh trying to figure it out and trying to save her or whatnot and then their other friend goes crazy and they don't reference her pretty much at all after that. They go back to her house once, look through the window, see her staring at them with a crazy face, and, and then are like, oh, yeah, I guess she's crazy, and then just leave. And then she's oh. never, ever mentioned again, never yeah. seen again. The way we, we Im- immediately see that she's crazy is like, she uh, gets a video call from Slenderman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently Slenderman has a cell phone. and Probably his, Windows phone. Almost certainly a Windows phone. And his MO is that he FaceTimes the people and... Uh, he kind of like, like live live streams himself going into their house. He goes through walls. He goes and through walls and, and shit. shit. It makes no like, sense. It happens a couple of times in the movie. Style. Um, but, and then he like goes into her room, and we see him like choking her, and then she looks in a mirror and it's her choking herself. And after that, she's just crazy and then gone from the movie completely. Like no sort of conclusion to her character. She they they just wrote her out. I mean, in the trailer, we see her in like science class, like stabbing a scalpel into her eye. And maybe that in the original cut of the movie, that was supposed to be like her killing herself. Like that was the end of her arc. But because they wanted to get this down to a PG-13 movie, they removed anything that would be remotely scary from their movie. Like, that's the thing. There's there's no tension in this movie either. Well, I don't think they even... I, I don't want to even give them the benefit of the doubt that they removed anything scary. That implies that they had anything I'm, scary I'm to using, begin with. I'm, I'm using that... If anything, it was just shocking images. I'm that using that as an, as an implication of intention, not uh, an, an indication of, of quality. Anything that would have been something that they intended to be scary... It was just downright removed from the film, and well, I I think <laughs> the scares that they do have in this film are so off the mark. Absolutely, that they they either elicited silence from the us and the two other people in the theater that we saw it in, or we all were just laughing at it. Yeah, um, I'm like 70% sure that the dude bo- sitting behind us was getting a hand job during that movie because like what else do you do when you're sitting in a movie like this? It was so boring. It was so boring. 
Um, you know, something that like like I said, the the key to making Slender Man scary is the subtlety. Something that Marble Hornets did really well and that especially encouraged repeat viewings of their episodes, is they had a gimmick where in a lot of their videos where nothing explicitly scary happened, they would have Slender Man, like, in the shot somewhere, like, extremely subtle, something that you wouldn't notice on a first passing. And once you realize that, then you go back through all of their videos and start looking for him specifically. Like, stuff like that, that's that's how you do it. And this movie has none of that. No, there's no sense of subtlety in this movie. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> when they finally get down to two girls, you know, Wish Upon and the main character, uh, the Wish Upon girl decides to investigate, you know, the backstory of Slender Man. Uh, she does this by, like, at first she Googles something on the internet and she takes like, an author's name on Google and decides to go to the at library? The, well, no, she Googles at the library because the person who wrote this thinks that to do research on anything, you still have to go to the library. Yes. Um, Whereas any normal teen would just get on their laptop or, God, their phone even, you know? But she does this research at the library and then decides to go start looking for the book by this author... And when she finds it, she conveniently opens right to the page she needs. Well, the book's all about, like, electro-biological... Bio-electric entities or, or energy or something like that and she she opens immediately no flipping like as soon as she opens the book she lands right on a page where it's like oh uh, interaction with certain kind of bioelectrical energy can cause like schizophrenia and mood swings and hallucinations and shit and she's like oh that's it slender man is a bioelectrical monster and then that's never mentioned again. <laughs> well, the, I I loved how sloppy the execution of like all this backstory was presented uh, because it was so bad. There's no backstory. She, she well, she looks at online and she sees all these different figures throughout history of like uh, that take mysterious children. people that take children, and one of them was the. Pied, the Pied fucking Piper. Piper. So the Pied Piper is Slender Man. Yeah, which I thought was pretty hilarious in like how off the mark yeah. they got that. And so after she does this research, like Slender Man attacks her in the library, and I would say that that's maybe the only scene where they start to verge on something interesting. But it, where she's like just tripping balls, yeah, and they have like the shot where she's like running down uh, an aisle and it like extends, uh, you know, some like trippy psychedelic imagery, but it still doesn't do enough to save this movie even a little bit. Like that was the first scene where I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then it's over, and then it goes back to being nonsense. Well, yeah, immediately afterwards, they brushed it off. But after after that scene, she goes crazy, and then 
tries to sacrifice her friend's little sister to the Slender Man. Which was uh, very uncomfortable considering the stabbing. Oh, yeah, that that scene did have a, a bit of that kind of implication. And then the sister goes crazy, and then Wish Upon Girl gets pulled out a window by some trees because Slender Man is a tree. Because Why not? Because the forest, because I guess. Because why not? Because, um, because reasons. <laughs> and then the main character goes out into the woods to sacrifice... Well, we should also mention that uh, the scene of her... Uh, oh, going on, on a, a date. date. Yeah. She uh, decides, you know, she's very skeptical of Wish Upon Girl. Uh, I think she's just going crazy. She decides to ignore the Slenderman stuff and just go on a date with some boy. And she goes to the the kid's house and he's like, my parents aren't here. Is that okay? She's like, sure. And then they immediately start making out. And uh, yeah, so they, they put on like a a soft like rock record. Yeah. And he's like he's like this is my dad's music, but I like it. And she's like, "Yeah, this is cool." Which also shows that this was written by a man in his 50s. Like, "Oh, the kids don't like our music enough. I'm going to write these kids to think that my music is cool." <laughs> my sons don't like my music. I'm going to make them like my music. <laughs> And then she starts hallucinating in, like, the funniest way. Yeah, his face, like, transforms into, like, a, a demon. And but, he starts, like, headbanging like he's listening to new metal or some shit. But even the face, the, like, the distorted face they give him looks just like he's, like, supremely constipated. Like, really trying to squeeze out, like, the biggest shit he's ever taken. And it's so abrupt with no sort of lead-in. It is probably one of, like, two or three times that I actually laughed just because of how ridiculous it was. It's definitely the funniest scene of the movie, honestly. I think everyone in the theater was laughing at that. All four of us. Yes, uh... It was oh. very silly, honestly, because like yeah, it was, it was very, it was very absurd and over the top. But uh... yeah, and then so the main character, after Wish Upon Girl gets grabbed by a tree, decides to go out into the woods to sacrifice herself to get her sister back because she realizes that by sacrificing something you love that probably means sacrificing yourself or something. And then Slender Man shows up. Uh, he turns into a tree spider. She runs into this big tree, and then Slender Man becomes the tree, and then she becomes the tree. That's the movie. Well, okay, two things we didn't talk about that I also want to mention. Uh, the, the boyfriend, uh, she's like... 
don't watch the the video no matter what. Oh yeah, don't. we summon Slenderman. Don't you go summoning Slenderman. And then like immediately he summons Slenderman because why not? Well, we don't actually see it. We just see him come into science class and he's got like bags under his eyes and he's acting weird and then it he's never seen again. Yeah. I mean, and once again in the trailer, we see him like falling off of a roof. And that's not in the movie. No. And it's like they just, they literally cut everything out of this movie to, uh, the, to the point of complete to the point incoherency. Barely coherent, yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is the uh, the hospital sequence when... Uh, oh, after her sister's taking the hospital and she's like wandering around? Yeah, I thought the library sequence and that sequence were probably the two best sequences. yeah there was some there was some interesting imagery in that scene but it was once again largely unmotivated um yeah, where she's like hallucinating through like spaces and time almost yeah and seeing like weird creepy things that would like look cool in like a metal video or something but in the context of this movie don't make any sense other than uh, Slenderman makes people go crazy, I guess, for some reason. There's never any sort of indication on why he takes some people, uh, why he makes some people crazy. At one point, Wish Upon Girl keeps being like, it's us he wants, he wants us, but why... That's never even as I would touched upon for everything else in this movie. Why not? Because why <laughs> exactly. not? I mean, I guess that's the only answer I can think of for why this movie was even made. <laughs> why not? Because why not? Yeah, it, this this movie is like it definitely comes across as like one massive miscalculation. Or a, a series of miscalculations. Like, first of all, why in 2018 would they even want to make a Slenderman film? Nobody gives a shit about Slenderman anymore. Two, why are they going to get cold feet at the last second and make it PG-13? Well, like, more than making a Slenderman movie... In 2018, why are they making another Slenderman movie in 2018? You know, they they made one like a year or two ago with the Bye Bye Man. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, basically. It's that same concept of like a tall. I I would not be figure. I would not be surprised if the people who wrote the Bye Bye Man were just doing a Slenderman knockoff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I haven't seen the Bye Bye Man, but from what I understand, it's similarly incoherent to this movie. But well, I mean, at least think, in a schlocky way. I th I think even though the uh, Slender Man mythos is widely used on the internet, the original creator, uh, the guy who made the original photos on Something Awful, has claimed copyright to it. So he holds copyright to the concept of Slenderman. He might, yeah. Well, I hope he got some money out of this at least. Yeah, but that's my guess why the Bye Bye Man is not 
just slender man yeah probably but uh, I, I yeah i guess if that's the case then they they must have paid him something for making this movie yeah they were probably just like shit we got to get some of our money back let's just release yeah this. let's just release it because i'm surprised not? it wasn't just video on demand though i'm kind of surprised too i'm i considering the the controversy and the lack of advertising and shit i'm i'm surprised they didn't just sell this to netflix maybe netflix wouldn't buy it maybe the reason that they didn't go to video on demand is because they couldn't find anybody to buy it and release it uh which is saying something considering that netflix especially in the last few years has had a string of really shitty horror movies like they couldn't even sell it to amazon or something like i i i don't I that that's all I can think of and they're like, "Well, fuck it. We've got this movie. We got to do something with it. Like, I guess let's give it a theatrical release." Like, I I don't know. There's it's so baffling. Like we haven't really talked about the effects, but the effects are terrible. The CG is is god awful. Like at the end when when Slenderman turns into a big tree spider, it it's comical because of how dumb it looks and how unconvincing. I would say the the couple of things that you could maybe argue that this movie has going for it is uh, the sound design is decent. Ah. Decent at uh, best. It's not great. The I, me- whenever you say sound design in Slenderman, I just think of that awful bell oh the bell is bad but i i mean other than the bell like the sound is the sound design is okay the music is okay um they they somehow snagged uh ramin jawadi to do the score for this he did he does the game of thrones score uh and did the westworld score does a lot for hbo um did the score for the strain uh i think he's a he's a solid composer and he's done some good music um the music was memorable it, well, no the... it wasn't memorable but i guess considering how bad the rest of this movie is not memorable is n- not an insult in this context it wasn't memorably bad but it i mean it definitely wasn't anything special either um Javier Botet plays the Slender Man. Like, I'm glad for him that he's getting roles, but he's barely in the movie, and it's not like he gets to do anything fun or exciting. For context, he's he was the, the Xenomorph in Alien Covenant. Uh, he was Mama in Mama just a super tall, thin Spanish man who does all of these uh, horror movie monsters. Uh, he was the the monster at the end of Quarantine and Wreck, I think. I think he did both of them. I guess one of the other slightly good things I can say is at least in this movie, for their teenagers, they cast people who were 
close enough to teenage years that it wasn't just 30 somethings playing high schoolers like a lot of bad horror movies do yeah the acting was pretty god no the acting was the acting was not good i think a lot of that had to do with the script i think they were trying annalise basso from oculus is in it uh, obviously the wish upon girl, like, I think they're trying, I, they just don't have anything to work with. It would, it would be a miracle if anybody could make a lot of this dialogue sound good. This is just trash. Like, honestly, it's probably the worst film of 2018 that I've seen so far. I know I said that not long ago with Winchester, but this manages to be worse than Winchester. Uh, it manages to be less fun than Winchester. Just to get through. Yeah, I honestly, I I feel bad even giving this movie a rating because I barely consider it a movie. But because I have to, I'm just gonna go ahead and give this a half of a pod out of five. Yeah, the like if I could give it zero, I would, but we don't do that. Yeah. So um, lowest possible rating I can give it. Well, we talk a lot about inclusivity in in media, um, and I think it was really progressive that they allowed Deviant Art to direct a movie. <laughs> um, really, really, really uh, progressive and. It's going to make a big difference in the world. Too bad that difference is a shit movie. Uh, this movie was a total slog to sit through. Yeah, I can't really think of anything rewarding. I mean, I came out of this movie defending Winchester in comparison. Yeah, that's the maybe. And the... I think that's the most damning critique yeah, I can give. I think uh, you're right. This movie is not worth seeing at all even if you're into slender man for some reason just watch the hbo documentary it doesn't like- watch marble hornets like hell there's there's much better ways to get your dose of slender man if that's what you're somehow still into in 2018 yeah. and i think the uh slender man documentary that uh hbo does like hits on a lot of the concepts that they I feel like they were kind of trying to hit at with this movie, but completely missed the mark and fail yeah. at. Um, but yeah, this movie is pretty much irredeemable. It's a it's a half pod for me too. Yeah i I can't imagine how anybody could give it higher than that. Uh, obviously, that's a unanimous half pod out of five. Uh, have we given anything that low of a rating on this show yet? Fear.com, maybe? Uh, I, I think Fear.com. I mean, if you count, like, Megan is missing. Oh, yeah, but that was just me. By all means, do not pay to go see this movie. But it's not even worth seeing if you can go see it for free. It's just so boring, so incoherent so nonsensical I, I cannot recommend that you stay far away from this movie more like just don't see it i i think what what makes the the slenderman documentary so successful is that 
not I mean not only is it like a true horror story of like young teenage girls stabbing another girl almost to death to try to appease their scary internet god but what it does so well is it gets into how impressionable like young people can be and when they're exposed to certain things like how it can potentially influence them dangerously and stuff like that like the the slenderman documentary is legitimately worth seeing even if you're not interested in slenderman like it's it's fascinating and it's well done it's competent and it's far scarier than this film it's a much better horror film than this piece of shit and it's not even a horror film i don't know i i I think that about sums everything that i all the thoughts that i have if you're really in the fix to be scared by slenderman watch marble hornets like we said or just play the slenderman game like i'm sure you can get your jump scare fix that yeah absolutely um yeah i think i think slenderman is is really a dead meme at this point uh, it had its heyday, and it was it was great for for what it was back then. But I mean, who gives a shit anymore? You know, like the world moves on, and Slender Man is not something that I think has lasting potential to continue to be scary. I think I think it's it's become so ingrained in internet culture at this point that it it's it's no longer scary if they were going to make a movie out of any other creepy pasta what would you want to see um i don't know i i think the thing about i i can't say that i have been very heavily ingrained in creepy pastas um i i i think that something about Creepy pasta is sort of intrinsically adverse to film just because its medium is so specific to what makes it scary that I don't know how you would make a film of it. Um, maybe one of the scariest internet things that I've experienced recently in the last year um was dear david are you familiar with dear david at all uh i don't think so they're uh a a a twitter uh cartoonist um adam ellis i believe his name is um started doing installments on twitter where he was documenting the ghost that was haunting him i mean it's it's fake obviously but very similar to slender man it was under the pretenses that it was real and it was pretty legitimately creepy uh he did a great job and i mean good for him he did sell the film rights to it they they are making a film i Knowing this kind of thing, I think that the film will inevitably be shit because I don't, I think what made it so scary was that it was like somebody on Twitter sharing on Twitter 
this supposedly real haunting, you know, with text, with video, with photographs, sort of multimedia kind of thing that made it a legitimately interesting and scary story to follow. And I, I just don't think you can adequately adapt it. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be nonsense. Uh, The only two that come to mind for me are uh, either Bob the Caver, which is a classic, you know, creepypasta. That's an old one, but I think... I don't think I'm familiar, actually. It's about this guy who uh, finds something in a cave and starts digging and creepy stuff happens, essentially. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but... um, the other one would uh, I want to see a Squidward suicide movie. Oh my god, Squidward <laughs> suicide! That was a pretty creepy one too. Don't think you could make that into It'd a film a either. Horribly you have to have off the mark, rides. but it would be hilarious because maybe of it, some I think. maybe some mother horse eyes shit would be creepy. But you know, all all of that shit though, I think is so. Uh, so heavily linked to the 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 medium of the internet as a storytelling device, I I just think that you almost do that kind of shit a disservice by trying to adapt it in any other way. But you know, obviously the film industry follows where they think the money is, and with stuff like that, the money is in people who were a fan of the story in its original format and go to see the movie out of morbid curiosity. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised that Hollywood is jumping on trends way too late. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Be prepared in, like, four years for a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, dude, that shit's been in production for, like, the last couple of years. Like, well, it's, yeah, it's but happening. it's probably not going to come out until it's way late you know it's already late now yeah i was gonna say even if it came out tomorrow that shit would already be late like that's that's an excellent hallmark of the film industry is old white people who are super late jumping on trends yeah and um yeah i i don't think there's uh there's any better definition of of horror right now um, in in the current day and age, or uh, I guess I should say mainstream horror. Yeah, I guess that'll uh, bring us to the end of this episode of the Pod People. Um, don't go see Slenderman. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Don't watch this movie. It will infect you like a virus, but like the kind of virus where you like shit out all of the fluids in your body and have to stay in bed drinking water and eating soup just to be able to walk you know um it's that kind of virus buy a ticket to christopher robin so you can go see slenderman and then just go see christopher robin instead yeah exactly (laughs) or uh buy a ticket for christopher robin so you can go see slenderman and then go see mission impossible fallout (laughs) literally any movie Go see eighth grade. Go see Crazy Rich Asians or whatever. Go go see literally anything else. What are we doing next week? Did we decide on that? Horror musicals. Horror musicals. Uh, this should be an interesting one. I hate musicals, so I'm going into this with an open mind. But we'll see. Um, if if you. Uh, 
If you like music, you like musicals, and you like scary movies, tune in next week to get our take on three classic horror musicals. If you like the show, um, be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you want to engage with us, be sure to follow us on social media, on uh, Twitter and Facebook at PodPeoplePod. Uh, follow our Letterboxd page, letterboxd.com slash podpeoplepod, uh, for a list of all the films we've talked about on the show and uh, our average ratings and links to all of those episodes. Uh, if you haven't uh, delved into our backlog at all, if you're a new listener, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Van Awesome. I'm at Mr. Sheets. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's, uh, that'll about bring us to a close. Um, check back next week, uh, for horror musicals. Uh, I'm Matisse Van Rossum. And I'm Ben Sheets. Don't get spooked. And stay out of the woods, because Slenderman's there, maybe. He gonna get you. Yes. Yes.